You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network, and you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at not of the scribe. We've got a game tonight against the Orlando Magic. We'll also recap that game against the Orlando Magic yesterday in uh, the first segment coming up in just a moment. Also want to get to the quote from James Borrego on LaMelo Ball and how angry everybody was at James Borrego. Uh, was it warranted or was it not warranted? I know Nada has some thoughts about that. So we'll get to that in the second segment too. But let's go ahead and lead off with Gordon Hayward, Nada. The Charlotte Hornets, they beat the Orlando Magic last night. It's 107 to 104 and it wasn't pretty for a long time. And the first, in the fourth quarter, the Charlotte Hornets outscored the Magic 33 points to Orlando's 18. So an offensive meltdown and a defensive oh, meltdown yeah. just overall yeah. straight up meltdown from Orlando, including on the last possession, the offensive possession for the Hornets where Gordon Hayward, he gets to the rack and then eventually scores with his left hand kind of easily. I mean, I guess there was a contest at the end, but not really just kind of floated a little higher. kind of fouled too, if we're honest. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, and Gordon just, you know, gets by his defender easily and gets the final two points of his 39-point night, 15 of 29 from the field, 5 of 8 from the three-point line. Not a great performance from the free throw line. You could see it even at the end of that game, but still was able to... uh, put um put the charlotte hornets up 107 to 104 um after they were tied i mean it so they win 107 104 but he got him a bucket ahead after it was tied with that layup what'd you make of gordon hayward's performance nada in the way he's performed all year this he's performed better than i expected him to i didn't think we were going to get old school gordon hayward from the utah days and we just make him south end gordon hayward like that's what he's doing right now He is putting this team on his back, despite the fact that his own coach said it's not sustainable for him to be the crux of the offense. He managed to beat a team. He managed to beat an NBA team with it last night. They collapsed. It was ugly. But you know what? I'm much more happy with the result than I would have been after three quarters because I'm going to be honest with you, Walker. I was prepared to come into this podcast today and just take a flamethrower to everybody. It was that bad. <laughs> it, like, I was genuinely insulted for them wasting my time. That's how mad I was. Like, that's, that's where we had gotten with this. It had gotten to that point to where I was just like, you know what? I'm tired of all of y'all. Start making some cuts. Start start LaMelo. I got entirely too reactionary for somebody of my position. And you know what, Walker? I was ashamed of myself. I was absolutely ashamed of myself. But I was going to take a flamethrower to this place, and I was going to have, again, I was going to make somebody mad probably. Um, well, Gordon Hayward uh, did not allow you to do so with that win last night. Again, it's basically Gordon 
that saves the Charlotte Hornets and gets them this victory. You know, Devonte was the only other starter in double figures last night and he had 15 points, but it wasn't on the greatest shooting night, had a decent night shooting from three point land, three of seven, but then it was miles bridges off of the bench with a little bit of help. Uh, from LaMelo scoring 11 points. So you only got four players in double figures, one other starter besides Gordon with 15 and actually a rare bad shooting night from Terry Rozier. Only two of 10, one of six from three did not shoot very well. It actually got um, it was a little late when Devontae started to show up offensively. And so it, it was really Hayward as the guy that was by far the best player on the court. And Gordon Hayward's been clearly the best player for the Charlotte Hornets this entire start to the season. There's no doubt about that. There's a lot of people that were really happy about this Gordon Hayward signing that are taking a victory lap on this signing. Oh, too. oh no, no, and no. I'll- They're not taking a victory lap. They've taken multiple <laughs> victory laps no 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 the i told you so's are ringing from twitter specifically (laughs) you david walker because i know you're listening right now you yes Uh, you calling everybody (laughs) nerds i haven't forgotten i saw that is he calling us nerds is that what he's doing i'm assuming that was sent uh, sent our way so i'm gonna call about on this podcast like literally i saw that i know everybody else saw that OG David Walker. A lot of people are taking victory laps on this signing and man, he's, he's balling out. Like I'm not going to get it twisted. The dude is, is absolutely playing at an all-star level. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if he continues to play even remotely at at this close of a level, then he's going to make the all-star game and deserves to be a shoe in for the all-star game. Whenever that break hits, here's my thing about if we're going to say that this was absolutely after the first basically 15, 20 games of the season or so, yep, I'm willing to pay him the rest of the $130 million left that's on his deal, right? Like, I get all of that. To me, Nada, when we're talking about this contract, I, I, I want to, like, you can't talk about Gordon Hayward playing extremely well without bringing up the contract. And I want to give him his props because Gordon's awesome. And then I'm going to seem like a hater when I still don't know if I would have loved to have given him this contract because here's the reason. Here's the reason. Fine. Here's the reason. Nick Batum is getting stretched over the next three years of the, and it's an unprecedented wave and stretch type of contract. So you're paying Nick Batum and just lighting money on fire to the tune of $10 million a year. Okay. Don't love that. Still Gordon Hayward's been awesome. Still don't love it. Where are the Charlotte Hornets in the standings right now? There's still a team that I don't expect to make the playoffs. It's not Gordon Hayward's fault whatsoever. Not not even close to his fault and totally understandable. But given where this team was in the situation in in, a, in this situation, I didn't think it was best to basically make room to spend 40 mil this offseason to bring in this guy who is on the other side of 30 but also balling at an all-star level completely agree, but then you look at the NBA standings and even with the East having some disappointing performances from some of these teams to the start. Hornets right now are tied with the Chicago Bulls, who they lost to, and the Toronto Raptors, who are certainly, they were always going to come up. And here's the Knicks at 8-10, and 10, the Hawks at 8-8, eight and eight, the Cleveland Cavaliers look a little bit better, and here are the Charlotte Hornets going 7-9. and nine. And this was always the really p- hard part about getting Gordon Hayward on this team. I always thought he was going to be the best player. I didn't expect him to play this well. This has been crazy. No one called this. But I never thought that Gordon Hayward... What, or I, I never thought he wasn't going to be the best player on this team, but it's kind of happening like I thought to some degree, Nada. Okay. I mean, what, what Gordon Hayward is doing is, is he's playing better than I thought, 
But this is still a team that's a couple of games below 500. This is still a team that I didn't think was ready to take that jump into the playoffs and win a playoff series. So it doesn't seem like they're in that part of the standings now, which means you're paying $30 million a year for a guy to come on this team. And then eventually you end up back in the lottery system and you might have even only hurt your chances to get a higher pick here. Now, here's to me what makes all of this worth it in the long run. If you even next year, let's say next year, you get to the postseason and you have a true shot of winning a series. And Gordon Hayward is a huge part of the Charlotte Hornets winning a playoff series because of his $30 million a year contract, LaMelo Ball, everybody else, whoever else you put around him, they all help you. Okay, at that point, I will... I will bow down to the power that is Mitch Kupchak and the Charlotte Hornets and even Michael Jordan, who I think was behind this deal more than any, you know, I will bow down to everyone and say, okay, I will finally admit this was absolutely worth the deal. And it's even closer. Like if you can certainly trade this contract now, which is another thing I always talk about. If it reaches the trade value, then it's not a bad contract. Okay, cool. But I also didn't think it was the right situation. And if they win a playoff series next year, because Gordon Hayward is helping lead the team and, and, and that's the goal that they reach, then okay. But man, a lot of victory laps after first 15, 16 games with, by the way, somebody that is injury prone, like, it doesn't mean that he's going to be completely healthy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A lot of victory laps. Look, I, I'm here with the don't hurt yourself taking victory laps because it's real easy to pull a hamstring and look stupid. But at the same time, like, the only thing I keep coming back to is this, is that at some point you have to show the the other guys in that locker room that you were trying. Like, that's the thing. You had to show people that you were trying. You had to show the league that you were trying. And more importantly, at this point, I'm not sure it's going to hurt them if they miss the playoffs. This team got the third pick in the draft, and they finished ninth. So if they finish ninth, tenth, and they don't win it, and they don't get into the playoffs, and they happen to finish ninth, tenth, I feel just as good about their playoff chances as I did last year. And you know what? I'm not saying Mm -hmm. I expect luck two years in a row. But I'm not going to be mad about guys learning how to win and giving guys a chance to sure. build something here. And I think that's more important at this point. Completely understandable. And you know what? I think Bobby Marks put it well, too, who's been talking about this. And this is what he wrote. He said, this is not an apology for the backlash the Hornets received when they signed Hayward to a four-year, $128 million contract. The criticism was warranted, considering that the Hornets used the stretch prov- provision on the $27 million owed to Nick Batum, committing an average of $30 million annually to a player who had appeared in only 125 games since 2017 and 18 and will be 33 years old in the last year of his contract. However, it is important to take the front office blinders off, set aside the future financial concerns, and ask yourself this question. Does Hayward make the Hornets an improved team right now? Yes, he does. He makes the Hornets a a better team right now, and I just don't know how much I valued that specific asset um, or aspect for this season and whether I just would have rather have tried to do something else than allocate 30 and wave and stretch Nick Batum. But the dude's playing awesome, and I want to try to keep it within that realm that Gordon Hayward has been an awesome basketball player and the fact that he is helping the Charlotte Hornets win, and perhaps that is really good for otherwise roster that is uh, that is extremely young. All right, let's take an, a break and go to the next segment. Let's talk about Built Bar. That is something that you need to go ahead and sign a contract to. Give them a lifetime deal because Locked On um, is 
certainly doing so with Built Bar, and it's fantastic. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. I just had the banana bread flavor just earlier today, and it's fantastic. They're low in calories. They're great for the health-conscious guy. They're low sugar, high protein, high fiber. They're great for the keto diet as well, and you get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We'll take a quick break. Have plenty more to go on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. You give me a new adjective. God, you're just messing this up. I, I, you know, I just I spend this, some time away from the show, and you're still the same old walker. All right, yeah, give me a new adjective and give me a plural well, noun. I, well, I, I've already thought of my plural noun now that you mentioned it. How about, uh, well, I don't even know if this is plural. How about grape jelly? Does that work? Grape oh jelly is the noun I was going to get. A plural noun! This isn't hard! It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with an, uh, with analysis from our local experts. And you can start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. So you have the Orlando Magic game last night that they ended up winning because of everybody's boy, Gordon Hayward. Uh, they've got a game tonight, Nada, and they're seven and nine right now. And LaMelo Ball, if you're looking for more minutes from him after the 17 minutes that he played against Chicago, you got it last night. Uh, 28 minutes for LaMelo Ball, did have four turnovers, but scored 11 points, hit two of his four three-pointers that he attempted, did have eight assists too. So his numbers a little bit better and the shooting percentage certainly from three, a little bit better for LaMelo. And conversation surrounding LaMelo's playing time, it was a big conversation this past weekend, Nada, when we heard from James Borrego on why LaMelo only played 17 minutes. James Borrego had to say this, if you're turning the ball over five times in 16 minutes, that ain't going to cut it for me. He says, if you're going, if you're doing that on the offensive end, you better be bringing something defensively. Then we got some word from LeVar Ball over the weekend, too. And LeVar Ball was discussing how LaMelo wants to play, but he's not going to say anything about it. He said, quote, he ain't happy with coming off of the bench, but he ain't going to show that my boys are not freaking role players. They're superstars. Let them do what they do. Not how mad did you get about all of the conversation surrounding the minutes and the quotes uh, via Lamelo Ball. To quote a mad, rap, to quote the mad rapper, I was very mad. I would, cause, you know, why I was <laughs> mad though. The, the thing is, and this is where I was mad at the reaction more than the quotes themselves. JB is a pop disciple. He's going to be brutally honest with you most of the time. So when you ask him about Lamelo Ball's minutes, he's going to tell you that LaMelo Ball did not play well in that Chicago game and did not warrant more than 16 minutes. And I completely agree. Like, I didn't, uh, because, and I think this is the other thing with that. If you were so mad about LaMelo Ball not playing, why aren't you mad about Miles Bridges not playing? And also, if we're going to be honest about this as well, the message was clearly received because both played better in Orlando. So... If you're going to hold these guys to, to some sort of standard to build a culture, you cannot trash the culture just because the kid is 19 and has otherworldly vision. You have to build him up in the culture, hold him accountable, 
And you have it's I'm not saying treat him like everybody else because he's not everybody else. But if you're not going to hold him to a standard, then why don't you just start him and just say hey, start him, trade Hayward, trade again, trade everybody over the age of 25 and then start over. Why don't we do that? That sounds ridiculously dumb, doesn't it, Walker? It does sound ridiculously dumb. Yeah, I I didn't find a huge problem with James Borrego's comments here. Like for me, you know, okay, I want LaMelo Ball to start. I, I, I think what we've seen from LaMelo Ball has warranted him getting more playing time than just the 17 minutes, but it was only one game that we saw that really. Yeah. I mean, LaMelo, LaMelo had been getting a lot of minutes, and maybe you got mad at some of the times that James Borrego has sat LaMelo in certain situations of games, but he's been getting starters worthy minutes, and the fact that he's, you know, didn't get it in this one, I wasn't extremely angry about it. You know, like this is the kind of thing, Nada, that I, I think, you know, LaMelo Ball can can be punished for, you know, and, and can be held accountable for. And it's not terribly egregious. Like the guy still got 17 minutes. It's not the Malik Monk situation where he goes and makes a mistake and then immediately gets pulled and is sat on the bench forever. You know, what LaMelo, what happened is LaMelo had quite a bit of mistakes. He played through a decent amount of it, but 17 minutes, it's not nothing yeah. like that's still that you still have your fingerprints somewhere on the game. And then the next time you come out and you play 28 minutes. So like for me, when James Brago says that I thought it was important. I, I thought he would um, give him more playing time. And I thought it was important that he did, but I, I wasn't really questioning whether he was going to, you know, and, and eventually he gets 28 minutes in this next one. So I, I'm with you. I thought that was all overblown. Is there anything to make of LeVar Ball's comments that LaMelo feels some type of way, but isn't going to say it because he's more professional than that essentially. Oh, no, like why? Again, here's the thing. If you are paying attention to LeVar Ball in 2021, you are an idiot. Quite, quite, quite frankly, you are an idiot. You are looking, or if you are looking <laughs> to grab, a, you're looking to grab a quote, like you're falling for the clickbait. You are legitimately out here, basically walking into the booby trap because you ain't got nothing better to do with your time. LeVar Ball has not been relevant in two years. I don't know why we're trying to make him relevant right now. I, I, personally, I would be more apt to just ignore him because he's going to say what he's going to say, and the guy should have been canceled a long time ago. Leave it at that. I well, and and I'm go ahead. just at the point of why again. There's certain things that why are we reacting despite knowing the situation and knowing that these fans should know better, especially with this team. Like, and I guess this is where I'm at. You can't get mad at the way James Borrego develops talent when he's developed the Martin Twins, when he's developed, helped develop P.J. Washington, look at what Miles Bridges is turning into, and Devontae Graham. Like, these guys are being, are, are really good players right now under the Borrego culture. It works. Let it sit. It's not going to be instant quick grits. This is going to be a nice, slow process. It's closer to, it's closer to gumbo. It's going to take you about six, seven, eight hours. In this case, hours for like months. And it's going to hit. Just wait for it. Enjoy the process, guys, please. Um, and going back to LeVar thing, here's the thing with me, too. Okay. I mean, I, even if LeVar says that LaMelo doesn't want to come off of the bench, duh. 
I mean, what basketball players do want to come off of the bench and not play and, and be the focal point? You know, there's a lot of players that want to be the best that they can possibly be and enter the starting lineup and be considered with whatever, you know, we put the importance on it. We put the significance on it. But granted, the players do, too. And so they want to be the best that they can possibly be. So do we think that Miles wants to do we think that miles doesn't want to start he might be cool with coming off of the bench and and say all that great stuff that makes him a great teammate and not going to push any buttons but you don't think that if he was offered a starting job he'd or or, you know all right miles you can either start or you can come off the bench which one are you going to do sure miles would want to start i think everybody would want to start given the option. And if Lamelo saying, man, you know, I felt like I was playing well enough to where I could start, but oh, well, I'm not going to say anything and take a flamethrower to it. Then cool. Like I kind of want that kind of want that from Lamelo. So the LeVar ball thing, whatever, like I, 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 I bet he's telling the truth and I really don't care. I hope Lamelo ball does want to start. That's, that's healthy for a basketball player that wants the best for himself. We've got one more segment to go before we get you to tonight's game against the Orlando magic. The second one that they'll have against Orlando. But if you want to get in the sports betting game, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust that's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and you can use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget that promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus. And it comes with your first deposit bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We've got one more segment to go on the locked on Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. But what he showed in summer league comma a euro step into a windmill during a game end of comma oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a uh, radar, <laughs> radar. Me, of all nba yeah on the radar on the radar of <laughs> all nba fans as a nightly highlight producer yeah you're charlotte you're charlotte coming out there yeah i'm from come from uh catawba county Get so on the radar it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast Coming up tomorrow, we'll give you a recap of the game that we are later going to uh, see tonight between the Charlotte Hornets and the Orlando Magic. Is Gordon Hayward continuing to give a platform for the victory laps? Is LaMelo Ball going to give you 30 minutes and give you a good stat line? We'll talk about all that tomorrow on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. What are some of the things that you want to see differently? Do you want to see a good start from this team, Nada, instead of just this team that continues somehow to perform very well in the clutch, but they kind of have to because they dig themselves in such a big hole, and we've seen that be a common theme this I season. I kind of want to see effort for more than one quarter. Like, you <laughs> can tell yeah. that they really just, like, one shots were falling, but they didn't really go hard, go hard until the fourth quarter. And I do think, uh, and the other thing I do absolutely want to see, less zone. I think we're getting to the point of diminishing returns with the zone where teams are now have enough video on it to exploit all the weaknesses. Hence all those open corner threes, Jordan bone in that first half was just could not miss. I thought it was like Mark price out there hitting threes for a little (laughs) bit, but the amount of open threes that this team gives up, especially in the corners is alarming. And I think at some point, you're just going to have to, like Miles Bridges said, you're going to have to put your foot in the ground and defend a man. And I just don't think the zone is going to work. It's become a crutch. And I think less zone is probably my uh, my first thing. More effort, the second thing. Like those two, if I get two of those two things, then you know what? I'll be happy with the result no matter what. 
Um, Rick Bennell tweeted out a, a stat about the clutch time um, stats for the Hornets. And he said, quote, the Hornets are by far the NBA's best team in clutch time. And that means the last five minutes with a margin of five points or less. After Gordon Hayward game winner last night, they outscore opponents in clutch time by 56.7 points per 100 per, uh, possessions, which is insane. And what's crazy about this, Nada, it's because of some of their clutch time success last year that we actually thought we'd get a dip in production if they just would have brought back essentially the same team, not getting a Gordon Hayward and, um, you know, just kind of sticking with that third overall pick and that being really the big main acquisition that they would have. Because what we saw last year, it was Terry Rozier that was coming up big in the clutch. And we can also go back to Malik Monk hitting a game winning three pointer from, you know, from from big time distance. We remember Devontae Graham showing up against the Brooklyn Nets and showing up against the New York Knicks. We remember Terry Rozier showing up big. I believe it was against the Cleveland. Cavaliers and the Hawks. I don't know if I think they lost that game, but still he was scoring a ton of points to actually keep them in that game against the Hawks. Either way, it's been this weird thing where the Hornets have actually been pretty good in clutch time, not only just this season, but it's been the last two season, uh, two seasons. We've seen this team have some success. It's in that the result area. of the culture. It's legitimately the result of the culture. These guys coach to the situation. Now, granted, some of that you can ask, what about the other three quarters? But when you have when you can have guys that are coached through the situation where you don't panic, you know what to do. It's almost like there's a plan in place with this with these guys, with James Brego, with Jay Triano, all these guys. There's a plan in place that, that there's that unless like there's a zone in, there's a in between the quarter break and then Miles w- might want to fight somebody or have an altercation with somebody. Then that becomes something different. Yep. uh, I completely agree with you. Yeah. So we'll see. I I mean, I think that this is a team that certainly is doing the right things at the end of these games. You certainly want them to get off to a good start. Hopefully that happens tonight in the second game against the Orlando Magic. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again to Built Bar for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to recap that second game against the Magic. Mm -hmm.